Julie and Matt here with another great resource from one of our friends. Parents, do you ever wonder how to teach your little ones about missionaries? Go tell everyone. Nine Missionaries Who Shared the Good News shows kids how missionaries throughout history have obeyed Jesus' command to tell everyone. This interactive board book introduces nine different missionaries such as Lottie Moon, Adoniram Judson, and Lilius Trotter. And it tells about the countries where they served. Ultimately, Go Tell Everyone helps kids understand that anyone can tell everyone about Jesus. To learn more, visit GoTellEveryoneBook.com. Again, that's GoTellEveryoneBook.com. listening to God's Big Story, a podcast for kids. Every week we teach the Bible, sing the Bible, and talk about what it means with a friend or two. I'm your host, Julie, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Howdy, friends. This season we are learning all about church and how it's God's family. Last episode, we talked about baptism and helped answer the all-important question, why do some churches have hot tubs on their stages? Um, I don't think that's what we answered, Matt. But we did look at baptism in the Bible and learned that it's a symbol showing that someone belongs to Jesus. So cool. Now back to my hot tub on the stage question. If that's not what those things are, then what are they called? <laughs> well, the water that churches use to baptize people in is called, are you ready for it? A baptistry. Baptistry. That makes sense and sounds way more official than hot tub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Julie, that reminds me, there's another word I've heard people say in church that I don't understand. Oh, yeah? What's that? Well, in my church, at the end of the service, when the adults and big kids are having their snack time, the pastor on stage says the word communion a lot. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Matt, did you say snack time? Yeah, you know, when church is almost over and people are starting to get hungry, these really nice folks come around with trays of, like, juice and bread. (laughs) I'm so glad we're talking about communion today. That's not snack time, Matt. That's a special part of the worship service, just like baptism. You know, that makes so much more sense because that little piece of bread and tiny cup of juice would do nothing for my appetite. So... So, like, what's going on during communion? Okay, well, just like baptism, communion is another symbol or picture of something that's special to friends and followers of Jesus. The juice and the bread remind us that Jesus came to save sinners. I'm not sure I'm following how juice and bread reminds us of Jesus. You're going to have to help me out with that. I've got an even better idea. How about we ask our good friend, the baker, if he can help us? That is a great idea, Julie. If anyone knows anything about bread, it's Bernie the Baker. You know it. Okay, let's say Bernie together. Bernie! Bernie. Did someone say Bernie? Hey, it's our good friend, Bernie. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Julie and Matt. So excited to be here. Asking you for help today was a real (laughs) (laughs) no-grainer. Nice one, Julie. Now, let's stop loafing around and get to your question. Oh, you guys, you guys are on a roll. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I just had to. So my question today is, what is communion and why does it involve juice and bread? Great question, and I think I can help. 
communion, or you may have heard it called the Lord's Supper, is a tradition that dates all the way back to Bible times. And it involves juice and bread because the tradition centers around a special meal in the Bible called the Passover meal, one that Jewish people have been celebrating every year for thousands of years. That's so cool and so old. But what does Jesus have to do with the Passover meal? Well, Jesus was born into a Jewish family and lived in a Jewish region. So every year, his family would gather together and prepare and eat the special food involved in Passover. They ate together so they could remember how God saved their people from enslavement and brought them out of Egypt hundreds of years earlier. You said special food. Now, are we talking like steak, brisket, some ribs, maybe some chicken nuggets? Mmm, sounds tasty, but not quite. The main part of the Passover meal is lamb, juice, and a special type of bread called matzo, which is what I'm really excited to talk to you about. Matzo. That's kind of fun to say. Oh, it sure is, Julie. Matzo is bread that's made without yeast. Yeast is what makes bread rise, what makes it fluffy. So because it doesn't have yeast, matzo is flat, like a thin pancake. Mmm, pancakes. Now, don't get me wrong. I love pancakes. But why did they make bread without yeast? They were in a hurry. It takes time to let yeast do its magic and make bread rise, time that the Jews or Israelites didn't have. You see, God was about to send a final plague throughout Egypt that would finally free them, and they had to get ready to leave in a hurry. A plague? Oh, that sounds intense. It was, Matt. A scary plague that would take the life of the firstborn child of every house. But God gave the Israelites a rescue plan. Any home that wiped their doorposts with the blood from the lamb they had cooked for the meal would be spared. The plague would pass over that home, leaving them unharmed. Now that makes so much sense. So every year to remember how God saved them from enslavement, the Jewish people remake that special meal. You got it, Julie. That's the Passover meal in a nutshell. And that's the meal that Jesus and his closest friends were eating the night before he was arrested and two days later was crucified. And Jesus used the bread and the juice of that meal to teach his friends that he is God's plan to save them. Jesus came to save sinners. Wow, thanks so much, Bernie. You really helped us understand communion. Happy to help, Matt and Julie. I do what I can, and I hope this helps you learn even more as you hear today's story from the Bible. Our story today comes from the Bible. The Bible is God's true word. It is from God and about God, and it is true. So let's pray and ask God to help us listen and understand his word. Dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus, who is the truth, and for the Holy Spirit, who helps us understand who you are and what you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. The night before Jesus was arrested by the Romans, he gathered his closest friends and followers for a special meal. That's right, the Passover. Can you say Passover with me on the count of three? One, two, three. Passover. It would be the last meal that Jesus and his disciples would share together before he died on the cross. Knowing this, Jesus took this special meal and made it even more special. The Bible says that Jesus took the bread and broke it then took juice and blessed it. 
and told his disciples that when they ate the bread and drank the juice, they were to think about him. Let's get an even closer look at this story by reading about it from the Bible. If you're at home, open up your Bible with me. Our story today can be found in the New Testament, the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 26 through 29. I'll give you a moment to find it. Matthew 26, verses 26 through 29. Remember, it's okay to ask for help if you need it. And if you don't have a Bible with you right now, that's okay too. You can just listen closely. Okay, is everyone ready? Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 29 says, Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. Jesus used the bread and the juice of Passover to teach his disciples that in just a couple of days, he was going to be crucified and that his broken body and shed blood was going to save them from their sins. Sin is anything we do or think that is different from what God wants. And we all sin because we're all born with hearts that are sick with sin. Can you make a sad face with me? Thankfully, because God is good and loving, the Bible says that God sent his only son, Jesus, so that whoever believes in him will not perish or die, but have eternal life. That means we'll get to be with him forever. Show me your best, happier, excited face. Good job. Just how the blood of the sacrificial lamb saved the Israelites from death in the Exodus story, Jesus' sacrificial blood saved those who love and obey him today. The Bible says the wages or punishment for our sins is death and separation from him. But the gift of God in Jesus is forgiveness and eternal life. Jesus came to save sinners, and that's the best news ever. God didn't want the Israelites to ever forget how he saved them in Egypt. So every year he had them remember it with a special meal, the Passover. And Christians never want to forget how Jesus came to save sinners. So when we gather to worship on Sundays at church, We have a symbolic meal together called communion or the Lord's Supper. Smelling and eating the bread and seeing and drinking the juice reminds Christians of Jesus' body that was broken and blood that was shed so that we can be forgiven of our sins and believe in him for eternal life. That's right. Now that you know what communion is and what it means, let's talk about a few things that communion is not. Right. So first, when Jesus said, this is my body and this is my blood about the bread and the juice, he didn't mean the bread is really his body and the juice is really his blood. That'd be kind of gross, right? No, when we take communion, we aren't really eating and drinking Jesus's body and blood. Second, communion, just like baptism, doesn't save you from your sin. Only by faith, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, Can you be forgiven and made right with God? Communion is important. The Bible commands that we should do it, but we don't put our hope and faith in a stale piece of bread and a tiny cup of juice. (laughs) Third, communion isn't just for grown-ups. Anyone who knows, loves, trusts, and obeys Jesus can take communion. 
If that's something you haven't done and you feel like God is calling you to repent of your sins and put your faith in Jesus, that's awesome. Talk to your parents or a leader at your church about it. They would be so excited to tell you all about what it means and looks like to do that. They sure would. They would be so excited to tell you all about how Jesus came to save sinners. Hey, parents, are you looking for an inspiring read for your little ones? Well, we've got something special for you. Introducing Kids in the Bible, a storybook Bible about God's children. This new book by Caroline Saunders features a collection of 33 captivating stories from the Bible, all centered around kids, just like yours. Ever wondered about the adventures of young Miriam, Samuel, or even a certain young Jesus? Kids in the Bible takes you on a journey through the lives of these remarkable children, showcasing how God's big plans unfold through even the smallest of us. Each story is a treasure trove of courage, faith, and the boundless love of God. Whether it's a young warrior's bravery or a girl who defies death or the miraculous journey of a baby who changed the world forever, there's something for every young heart to connect with. So parents, if you want your kids to discover the wonders of the Bible in a fun and engaging way, visit kidsinthebiblebook.com today. Let your little ones be a part of God's special plan to bless the world. You just heard God's word. Let's play a game to see what you've learned. We call it Five, five Second, second Fly-Through fly through Review. review. <laughs> and our friend Bernie is back to play our game with us. Tell us how to play, Bern. All right. I'm going to ask you five questions, and you'll have five seconds to think of the answer. When the timer runs out, let's shout out our answers together and see if you got it right. Okay, everyone. Are you ready? Here we go. Okay. Question number one. The symbolic meal of bread and juice served during church is called... Communion. Or the Lord's Supper. Question number two. What does the bread remind us of? Jesus' broken body. Question number three. What does the juice remind us of? Jesus shed blood. Question number four. Does taking communion save you or forgive you of your sins? No. Turning from sin and believing in Jesus does. Last question. Question number five. Who is communion for? Everyone Everyone who who loves loves and and trusts Jesus. Jesus. How did you do? Did you learn something new about God today from the Bible? Or were you reminded of something good, true, or beautiful that you already knew? We hope so, but now it's time to live like it's true. This week, if you get a chance to go to big church, pay careful attention to what the pastor says during communion. See if you can remember what you learned from this episode and talk about it after church with your parents. Now, as we finish up our time together, let's worship God through a song that reminds us Jesus came to save sinners.
listening to God's Big Story. Today's story was just one of the stories in the Bible, which is really just one big story about one big God. If you'd like to read more about the Passover, you can turn to Exodus chapter 12 anytime and read it together as a family, maybe over dinner. Tune in next time to God's Big Story. We'll see you again real soon. Bye. Bye.